mountains are still being moved. Hello, and welcome to Raising the Standard with Pastor Owen Moody of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. You're invited to join us each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for an anointed full-length message from Pastor Moody. After the message, we'll be back to let you know how you can contact us. On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, A Journey Out of Death, Part 1. His scripture text will be taken from the book of Psalms, chapter 91, verses 1 through 6. Here now... Pastor Moody. I want to read uh, from Psalms 91 this morning, familiar text, preach a little while on something that God spoke to my heart about. I really hope that he'll speak to you like he has spoke to me. Psalm 91, if you're there, say amen. The Bible said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare or the traps of the fowler or the hunter, the enemy that's after your soul, and from the noisome pestilence, the disease of death. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. I want you to notice what it said, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There is a place that God is calling us to, a place to live, a place to abide, a place to receive, a place to fellowship with Him. And I want to preach for a little while this morning on maybe an odd title, A Journey Out of Death, A Journey Out of Death. As Christians, I know we think of death as a gateway to eternity. But I want to tell you that death is an element of life that affects our lives on a daily basis. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the word of the Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, the giver of life. Thank you, dear Lord, that your goal, your plan has always been for us to live forever. Lord, help us all be ready when Jesus comes. If there's anybody here living in the shadows, abiding in the regions of the damned, living under the condemnation of sin and, and longing and walking towards death and eternal separation from God, call them out today, Lord, and let them begin their journey out of death as they come down the aisle to the altar. In the name of Jesus and everybody said. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to say this morning, it's really good to see Gail's oldest brother, Wayne, here. Wayne's been in the hospital quite a bit lately. His health has really taken an attack. And Wayne, we love you. And I'm so glad you're here. Also glad to see Brother Robert back there this morning. Brother David, I mean, Brother David, good to see you. Appreciate all the visitors that are here. I said, as Christians, we often think of death as our escape. 
It's a gateway into eternity. I don't mean to sound morbid, but it's appointed unto us once to die. And after that, the judgment, the death rate is still one per person in our world. Can you say amen? Everybody is going to die. There have been two men that escaped this planet without death, but they will die later, according to what the Scripture teaches. Death, as I thought, is an element of life. It's one that affects our lives on a daily basis. David dealt with death. Remember what he said in Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Death is a shadow that's cast over all of us. I heard the story one time. It's a true story of a preacher who was married and had a young wife and young family, and his wife was tragically killed in an automobile accident and just rocked his world. He had a small son. They were in the family car on the way to the cemetery. And the little boy was trying to grasp the understanding of what had happened. And he said, Daddy, I don't understand why this has happened. Why did death come into our family and take my mommy? About that time, they drove past a building and it blocked the sun and the shadow of the building was cast over the car. And the dad said to the young boy, he said, Son, did you see that shadow that was cast over us just then? He said, I did. He said, that's what death is. That's why David said, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And he explained to his son, your mother was saved. She didn't die. She just went on to glory. Can you say amen? And so as I begin to think about that, I want to move past that lest I do begin to sound morbid. And I want to deal with the idea that there is another aspect of death that has reached out already and touched every one of us. It touched us the day we were born. The Bible said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. I want to tell you every man that's born of woman is a few days and full of trouble and on a journey toward death. Can you say amen? Death is a darkness. It's a shadow. And I find that there's a, a world that has forgotten what they're living in or they don't really understand. Let me just stay with the scripture. In Ephesians chapter 2, Paul was speaking to those who were saved. Here's what he said in verse 1. And you have he quickened. He's raised you up, brought you back to life. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Where in, in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation, that means our lifestyle, in time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others were. But God, somebody say, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even here it is again, when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. I love this, for by grace are you saved. Hallelujah. Just this past week, uh, Brother Clyde and I had an experience of being in a business place. that There were three people there that all attended the same church. And, and of course, uh, you know, our conversation immediately or shortly after we got started tended toward the things of God. 
They knew I was a Pentecostal preacher. One of them pointed to one of the men there, actually the owner of the business, and said, well, you used to be Pentecostal. And he said, well, once you're Pentecostal, you're always Pentecostal. And uh, they kept talking, and the conversation seemed to decline. They began to talk about how it is that the church should become more like the world. And they begin to, from that to deteriorate even farther. Got to talking about being in the liquor store and talking about drinking alcohol and all of those things. And finally I said, gentlemen, your conversation has went beyond the limits of my experience. You see, I've been called out of darkness. I'm on a journey to a city four square. I've walked out of the valley of the shadow of death. I've came out of the bondage of trespasses and sins who the Son has set free. I'm a new creature in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Woo. So I begin to think about what it means to be dead. I hate to alarm you, but there are dead people in this room while we're here this morning. There's some that are sitting here who've never been born again. You could feel of them, they're warm. You could touch their wrists, they have a pulse. But the reality is that sin brings forth death. You know, it's not that you're going to die. It's that you're already dead spiritually. I can turn that around and say it's not that saved people are going to get eternal life. How many can shout with me, we've already got eternal life? <laughs> Hallelujah. So you see the difference. There's this journey, Brother Henry, that we're on. We've been on it for many years. There was a day when, you know, I, I can't remember when I was born to J.W. and Rachel Jean Moody back in 1952. I can't remember that. But I can remember in 1978 in a little church when I went to an altar of prayer, a sinner lost without God, a man that could drink Maker's Mark liquor and chase it with beer like drinking water. Does anybody hear what I'm talking about? A man that lived in horrible bondage that was on a route to destruction. But one night in a little church, Jesus came into my life and there was a new birth that took place in my life. I was born again. I became a new creature. Hallelujah. Can I tell you? It's not been easy. There's been struggles. There's been battles. There's been attacks. I've been in the war for so long. I've got scars. I could tell you things that have happened happened to me but I care not to digress because the thing that matters to me is I'm still pressing I'm pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ I'm an old fashioned preacher I'm old enough to shout that and be proud of it I still believe in the imminent and soon return of the Lord in the clouds of glory I believe in a rapture I believe in holiness I believe in sanctification I believe in a baptism in the Holy Ghost and fire and it'll keep me on my journey. Oh, somebody praise him. Oh, hallelujah. A journey. A journey out of death is what I'm... Oh, go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and shout a while. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, if you're saved, you ought to shout for about 30 seconds. Oh. 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 
Well, I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And then a little light from heaven filled my soul. You see, it bathed my heart in love and wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus made me whole. another word oh glory to God if you don't know what I'm talking about if you can't feel what I'm feeling if you haven't experienced what I'm telling you about you need to come out of death into life hallelujah set me free yes he set me free you see he broke the bonds of prison for me does anybody know what I'm talking about hallelujah journey out of death you see all I remember most of my life is death at a very young age my mother died are you with me had a brother died before, before she did. All of my life, I've watched as my grandparents died. I watched as my mother-in-law and father-in-law died. I watched as people that I loved and cared about, a nephew, other nephews and a niece, I've watched them die. I understand that death is certain as you are standing in this building this morning and there's a way out. Can you say amen? Jesus said in John 11 to Mary and Martha, if you live and believe in me, you'll never die. And though you were dead, yet shall you live. Hallelujah. Oh, a journey. Journey out of death. What is spiritual death? Can I just preach a while? It's a state. I don't mean Kentucky or Indiana. I mean it's a, it's a, it's a place, it's a condition of spiritual darkness. There are people who can't see. And because they can't see, they can't understand. Jesus said, lest if they did, they believe with their heart and understand with their mind and be converted. Can you say amen? There's a blindness that's happened to the world, can you say, man? 
In Romans 11 and 25, Paul was talking about Israel. The, they had the prophets. They had Moses. Can you say amen? They had miracles. They had a history, a heritage of being a people selected of God. I, I got to tell you right now, America's a country like that. Come on, we had a heritage of godly forefathers who, who came here. Amen. So God could be worshipped without fear of contradiction. Everything in Washington, D.C. has got scripture all over it. Can you say amen? But I want to tell you, there's a bunch of blind leaders in Washington to now they're in a state of spiritual death they're blind to the real truth I'll say it again shoot your stinking donkey and your elephant and embrace the lamb can you say amen amen Paul speaking about Israel said in Romans eleven twenty five. For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceit. How many know people that are wise in their own conceits? Don't talk to me about Jesus. Don't tell me you got to be a Christian. Don't say it's wrong to fornicate. Don't say it's, you know what that is? We call it shacking up. Can you say amen? We like to preach about homosexuals. Well, let's preach about premarital sex and shacking up. It's wrong. It's sin. So is homosexuality. So is lesbianism. So is drinking liquor. So is smoking dope. So is rebellion against your parents. So is texting or are playing on your iPhone while the preacher's preaching, can you say amen? This is the house of God. This is where we worship the king. This is where... Listen, he said blindness. Listen, he said wise in your own conceits. That blindness is in part happened to Israel. In part, they're blind. Brother Denver, not completely. They will look upon him in whom they have pierced. They will, according to the prophet, say, what's the wounds in your hands, your feet, your side? He'll say, that's where I was wounded in the house of my friends. Paul said God hadn't cast them off. They're just blind for a while. They can't see the truth. Blindness in parts happened to Israel until what? The fullness of the Gentiles become in. God let them miss it so we could find it. I'm going to tell you, I'm glad one day I found Jesus. Can you say amen? I don't care what the rabbis say. I say he's Messiah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I don't care if the whole nation denies him. I will shout he's the way, the truth, and the life. Can you say amen? So blindness is in part happened. Paul said it by our gospel. In 2 Corinthians 4 and 3, is hid. It's hid to them that are lost. Watch this. Who are these lost people? Who are these people? They're sitting in the regions of darkness. He said, they're the ones in whom the God of this world, little g, the devil has blinded. Somebody say blinded. He's blinded their minds of them. Amen. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the glorious light of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine under them. I want to tell you, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 11, he said, I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham. 
Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about the New Testament church. He's talking about the blood-bought, born-again, sanctified, spirit-filled, boy, hallelujah, those that know Jesus. We're going to sit down with Abraham. We're going to sit down with Isaac. We're going to sit down with Jacob. But he said the children of the kingdom will be cast into outer darkness. What's he talking about? He's talking about Israel that rejects Christ. The children of the kingdom. And if we've been grafted in, if we look at Israel who has became blind for a season, and we get wise in our own conceits, and we preach things like, well, I'm under grace. You can't tell me what to do. Here's a child got saved Wednesday night right here in the church. Let me tell you something, honey. It's good to have the experience of salvation, but it's more than that. It's a relationship. Her name is Rachel. My mama's name was Rachel. I, I feel something special towards that. But I want to tell you something. It's walking in the light as he's in the light. Listen, we love light and not darkness. Can you say amen? I won't go back. Nick sings that I can't go back to the way I used to be. I'm staying on my journey away from death. Awake, I say unto thee, says the Lord. Listen to my voice, for I am speaking to you. I have called you to come under my shadow, to come into the secret place, to begin this journey with me that will end in the city of God. I've called you to walk away from that place you used to dwell, under the condemnation of death, into the darkness that you stayed in. I've called you out into the marvelous light. Walk with me and you will see my glory, says the Lord. Walk with me and you will not diminish nor grow weaker, but go from faith to faith. You shall become strong says the Lord as you walk with me day by day would you raise your hands and praise him hallelujah hallelujah oh God you know what I'm going to do I'm just going to quit preaching if the Lord wills I'll just finish this message tonight how many of you have been saved? How many remembers where you used to be? What it used to be like? Hallelujah. Come go with me. I want you to come go with me. Hallelujah. Now, the reason why I asked him to come go with me, I've known him a long time. You may not believe it, but I was at their wedding. I was a great part of it, can you say amen? And the thing that I want you to remember is this. He started a journey and holding on to the Lord, walking with God, can you say amen? And as we walk this journey day by day by day, we walk through valley after valley of the shadow of death. Everywhere you look, there's another drunk. Can you say amen? Every, come on, somebody. Everywhere you look, there's another dope dealer. Everywhere you look, there's somebody trying to appeal to you with the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. But David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. I got a word for the pimps and the punks and the drug pushers and the booze pushers and those so-called Christians. 
Christians that want to tell me it's all right to drink liquor and go to the bars and to watch ungodly movies and to Snapchat and tweet and Facebook ungodliness and gossip. I'm still walking and somebody's holding my hand and his spirit is guiding me. I can't turn back. I won't give in. I won't say, hey, oh, I wish. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. You know what we do? We shout a little when we're happy. Yeah, we praise a little when we feel the Lord. We see light and we go towards it. But there's always the shadow that's always being cast. And it's going on in Hollywood. And it's going on in Washington, D.C. It's coming out of Frankfurt, can you say amen? It's coming out of the city halls. But in the church, there's light. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you, brother. It's like I'm on a journey. Oh, I didn't just start yesterday. 38 years ago, I got started in this. In that 38 years, I've been attacked. I've been lied on. I've been mistreated. Means nothing. None of these things. Paul would say, move me. (laughs) Well, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I'm like a tree planted by the water. I shall not be moved. Though all hell assail me, I shall not be moved. I know Jesus will not fail me. I shall not be moved. I'm like a tree planted by the water. I shall not be moved. Hallelujah. You see, I, I know you ain't had no trouble serving the Lord. I know you ain't been beat up, run over, kicked, abused, mistreated. That ain't never happened to you. Yes, it has. I know you. I mean, you know, we're like old Paul when we were stoned. We get up with an ear missing, a broke nose, a big cut on. Y'all see the cut on my head? Gail didn't do that. That was my ignorance that did that. I was working on something and leaned in too far. It hurt. We have this treasure in this old earthen vessel. Cut me, I bleed. Talk bad to me, and I'll, I'll get disappointed for a few minutes. But none of these things move me because I'm on a journey. When I think about where I came from, and I realize where I'm going, well, I'm on a journey to a city four square. And by faith in the Lord above, I surely will make it there. Well, oh, glory. Don't worry about finding the cord. It ain't on that thing. (laughs) 
What a beautiful day. <laughs> I'm going to walk all over God's promised land. I'm going to that city. I'm on a journey. I won't turn back. I won't go back to sin. I won't go back to death. I won't go back to the weak and beggarly elements of the world. Hallelujah. Woo. David danced before the Lord. And Michael, his wife, tried to shame him. He said, wasn't the king glorious? Out there dancing around with his robe off. In front of all the people and the women seeing him. He wasn't naked. He had on another robe. But he put off, put off the kingly garments. And he said, you think that's something? You ain't seen nothing yet. You know what he said to her? He said, I'm going to even be more shameful. And what was he saying? He said, I'm going to shout more. I'm going to dance more. I get so sick and tired of them telling me that I got to compromise and go back and, and drink and, and uh, turn the lights off in the church and, and paint the walls black. And, and, and I'm not condemning anybody that does, but oh, quit. Leave me alone. This has worked for me all this time, and I won't turn back. Hallelujah. <laughs> One brilliant man who's got a little small church said to me one time, said, you'll never amount to nothing out there. I said, why? He said, that place looks too much like a church. <laughs> Go figure. A man and a woman were on a journey one day driving across Illinois. And they, they came to a, a city in Illinois and, and uh, they... The man said, well, we've arrived, and he, had, he pronounced the name one way. I used to know the name of the city. I can't remember it. It's funny when you remember it. And uh, she pronounced it another way. Well, they argued for a few minutes, you know, what, how you pronounce the name of that city. So they walked into a restaurant, and he looked at the guy behind the counter and said, I want you to speak clearly and plainly and tell me and my wife exactly where we are. He said, I mean, I want you to enunciate it correctly. He looked him right in the eye and said, Burger King. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? I mean, when I'm driving down the bypass and I see the golden arches, there's nothing in me that says Burger King. Y'all looking at me funny. I'm telling you, I want people to know they're in church when they come into the church. And it's not the chandeliers or the padded pews or the stained windows, and I thank God for all of those good things, but it's the presence of God. It's the gospel we preach. It's the hope we present. It's the life we offer. It's the direction we give. Stay with me along this journey out of death. You see... I believe this with all of my heart. God's calling you to the secret place of the Most High. Has anybody found the secret place yet? Some of you look at me, is this a trick question? No. The secret place of the Most High is under the shadow of the Almighty. And the shadow of the Almighty means the covering. 
the protection, the fellowship, the closeness of God. I remember that first night. How many remembers the moment you got saved? Way back. Remember how awesome that was? I mean, it's like everything was okay. I'm a new creature. Old things passed away. All things became new. And you didn't walk very far. The shadows began to cast over you. People begin to say, now, Brian, you really don't have to live like that to serve God. I mean, come on, man. Lighten up. You don't have to live so close. You know, if you live that close, you're going to make me feel bad. See? You know, Nick, you, you don't have to stand for what you stand for. I mean, you know, you, you can go out there and just be a part of the world, be like everybody else, and we won't feel so condemned when we get around you. Do you understand what I'm saying? He called us to be a light shining in the darkness. He called us to be a trailblazer, a way maker. I mean, if I'm getting ready to go someplace and I've never been there before, an old catfish over here says, Brother Owen, I'll go. I've been there a hundred times. I can drive with my eyes closed. And I say, okay, come on. Go with me. Or let me go with you. And we start down the road and he turns his turn signal on and I say, no! Don't go there! But this is the way. Yeah, but I like this other road better. Does anybody see what I'm saying? We've come out of death on our way to the city. To the city. And a fool rejects wise counsel. And I wanted to tell somebody today. Man, I have a wonderful three points and a poem here for you. I ain't got no poem. A three-point message. I mean, I, I got this thing finely tuned to preach. Aren't you glad the Holy Ghost said, let me just shout you a while? Because I believe there's somebody in here that's still in darkness, still blinded. And at the end of your tunnel of depression, despair, addiction, bondage, whatever it is, pain, hurt, mistrust, misunderstanding, you, you, when, when these people were screaming, I mean, we got a Catholic up here screaming. Used to be Catholic. Are you hearing me? Used to be Catholic. And uh, we got people that have, that have, and I'm not down anybody of the church. I'm just saying, all of a sudden you heard people shouting because they knew what it meant to come out of death, out of darkness. Isaiah said he anointed me to bring them out of those places, out of the prison houses. And all of a sudden, we see a people that are on their way to Canaan land. How many is on your way? Well, let me ask you that couldn't raise your hand. Are you ready to get free? I mean, you can get saved this morning and shout tonight. It's all right around here. I mean, you can get saved this morning and shout before you get out the door, and it's fine with me. I know there's a lot of places I say, well, now wait a minute, you've got to go home and get dressed a different way and let your hair grow for a month or two. And I'm here to tell you, you get saved and you're on your way. Glory to God. You're on your way. But 
Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the light. And no man can come to the Father but by me. You can't even come unless you come through the door. So I want to give you an invitation today. Hallelujah. I want you to come today into the shadow of the Almighty, into the secret place we call salvation. I want you to walk out of death and come towards the light. Will you come? Hallelujah. I'm not going to ask you to bow your heads. And set our hearts on you. Lord, come and We hope you enjoyed today's message and we'll tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.rhop.life. Thanks for listening.